Hey guys, welcome to episode 46 of the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Fauntis. Today I'm by myself because Eric is feeling a little under the weather. And I wanted to record a show before I head off to New Orleans with my buddy who is not a wrestling fan. So that should be a lot of fun. Um, this week's just going to be a lot of WrestleMania memory stuff. Any background noise this week? I apologize, guys. That's Forrest and her nails. My dog Forrest and her nails clicking on the floor behind me. And any other backgrounds or echoes you might hear. I apologize, but it should go away pretty soon. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we're at PPW Podcast, Positively Processing Podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes and wherever your favorite podcast is from. You can find us on Stitcher Radio. Um, if you have an Android phone, we feed in your favorite podcast apps. You can get us there for sure. Uh, what else do we have today going on? Uh, oh, yeah, if you want to support us, head to whatamaneuver.net. You can pick up the I Never Complain Online shirt. If you buy a shirt, you're welcome to pick a topic or come on the show if you want. I'm doing a, a Twitter live thing right now with a handful of people watching, but we are just talking about WrestleMania memories and specifically mine. I've been to 10 WrestleManias, so I wanted to talk a little bit just about some of my experiences, and they may be silly or pointless to you, but they're fun to me. And I started going, my first WrestleMania was in 2007 at WrestleMania 23 in Detroit. This was a total improv trip that I we decided to go on. We're in Chicago. Me and my friends were... Four hours away from WrestleMania. Um, this guy loved WrestleMania. Where are we at here? At Michael Berry Sr. loved WrestleMania 15. I mean, I think we all did. And at Austin, The Rock, and the boss men being hung. What's not there to, what's not there to like? Uh, also, we had on that card, Mick Foley was in that card with the big show. It was just a fun card overall. But anyway, back up. This is going to be hard for me to, to read tweets and text and to record a show at the same time. So I apologize for, for my regular listeners. The first one I said I went to WrestleMania 23 in Detroit. I wasn't really watching wrestling at the time. I kind of lapsed myself from being a fan. I was a fan growing up. I was born in 84, pretty much started watching as long as I can remember. My heyday, my my fondest memories of watching are probably from 91 to like 96. You know, obviously I love the Attitude Era when I was in junior high, 97, 98, 99, into high school. I'd say probably right after WrestleMania 2000 into WrestleMania 2001, I started to fall off a little bit, but I still kind of kept up on it, but eventually just totally stopped watching everything. Uh, I don't know what made me start watching it. I think WrestleMania 22 was in Chicago. My friends and I were going to go, couldn't get tickets because it's the Allstate Arena. If you guys never been, the Allstate Arena has only got 14,000 people in it. So I couldn't imagine hosting a WrestleMania in a tiny venue like that anymore. That's like pretty much the field, 14,000 people. That's the whole WrestleMania. But we went to the Raw after WrestleMania that year, which was a lot of fun. I kind of got back into it. So WrestleMania, the next year is in Detroit, Ford Field, huge show. And I was looking on eBay, and I found three tickets. This was maybe four or five days before WrestleMania. Uh, in the nosebleed seats, they were obstructed view, it even said. 
And I was like, you know what? Screw it. So I asked my two buddies. They wanted to go. Let's drive up there. So we did. This was kind of a, interesting for me because every year there was an anniversary mass for the passing of my grandmother. And I went to that. I had to leave early. I was like afraid my family would be mad at me for leaving this important family thing to go watch wrestling. Uh, but they were cool with it. They said, go ahead and have fun and do what you got to do. So we drove up to Detroit, got into WrestleMania that year. Um, we parked somewhere near the stadium. And I was surprised at how big the stadium was and how well kept it was because at the time Ford Field was relatively new in Detroit. And we had a lot of fun with it. It was a fun drive up there, all that stuff. It was a quick four-hour drive. We get there. And at first, I, my thought was, all right, my seats are going to be obstructed. We're not going to be able to see the ring. All the obstructed view meant was we could barely see some of the stage. We saw a perfect view of the entire ring. We're way up in the, the nosebleeds. The funniest part was, was me, my friend Eric, and my friend Pat. Not Eric the co-host, I my other friend Eric. And there was this, me, and then there was Pat, and there was Eric, and there was an open seat next to Eric. And Eric just goes, you know some big fat guy's going to come and sit right next to me. And he turns around, and he goes, here he is. And on cue, a guy starts walking down the aisle with a plate full of nachos, uh, french fries, and a, like a giant big gulp of, of Coke, which was just hilarious. And he sat down next to him, so Eric crushed the entire show. This has kind of been an ongoing joke with him where someone always gets stuck. Like He always gets stuck sitting next to the giant guy. The show itself, nothing crazy to write home about except the fact that we were convinced that Michaels was going to win. I don't know why. Looking back, it's pretty obvious that Cena was there to to win, and he was the next guy and everything. But Michaels wins the match. Or not Michaels. Austin. 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 Michaels. Cena wins the match, and we were kind of like, well, that sucked. But it was still a fun trip overall to go to. So the next year it's announced, the WrestleMania is in Orlando. I'm like, all right, I think I want to do this. I want to go with my friends. You know, we'll, we'll make a trip out of it. So there was a couple groups of friends. My one buddy, Mike, he was going to drive down with his friends. And my friend Dan and Eric were going to go and we're going to fly down. So we fly down to Orlando, Florida. We get our tickets for the awesome show, all that stuff. The first thing that happens is we're at a day's end. So I get in the cab, tell them we're at the day's end on International Drive. Drive there. They're like, we get to the day's end. Oh, no, you want the other day's end. Okay, no big deal. So we go to the second day's end. No, no, you want this day's end. So I was like, all right, fine, fine, fine. Let me figure this out. So I go and I talk to the guy at the Days Inn. I call the other hotel. They say, yes, this is where you have to go. We finally get there. No, no, you want the Days Inn across the street. I'm like, oh, my God, this is ridiculous. We finally get to our, our correct hotel. They go, yeah, we're out of rooms. I go, what do you mean you're out of rooms? This is, this is, I have a reservation. I paid for it. So we're, it's just a hilarious start to the trip. Eventually, they say, okay, we'll give you a suite. I was like, okay, fine. So they give us a suite, which is just at a day's end, you can imagine how nice a suite was. You know, it's fancy. I'm just, that's sarcasm, by the way. Not very fancy at all. So we go, we had, we check in with the hotel, fine. We end up going to the Universal City Walk, which is right across the street in Orlando. And for those of you that have never been to WrestleMania before or have been to WrestleMania, you know that part of the fun of going on these trips is, is getting to do the other stuff that the town offers. Orlando was great because it's, you know, all these theme parks and it's got Universal Studios and Disney World and, and everything else. And what was funny about this was City Walk is filled with wrestling fans. Everyone's in wrestling shirts. And my friend Dan, who's with us, ran, runs into randomly his other friend that, that happened to be there. And he goes, hey, I'm buying us a VIP set, a VIP at uh, this place, this this club. So we go to the club and he goes, it's 60 bucks a person. I was like, that's ridiculous. So we're thinking this guy's going to get too drunk to remember us to to pay him back. Turns out he did get too drunk for us to pay him, so that, that worked out. But as we're walking down towards the bar, my friend Eric had a Shane O'Mac jersey on. This is back when Shane was kind of, 
not around as much or he was half around in 2008. I don't really remember. Uh, this guy goes, hey, yo, let's call Shane O'Mac right now. I'm like, what the hell? So we look over and we walk over to him and he's got his phone out like scrolling. He's going to call someone. And I'm looking at him. I'm like, you look familiar. And he's looking at me like, you know me. And I'm like, no. I'm like, I'll go. Oh my God, it's Pete Gas. So it was Pete Gas from the Mean Street Posse. We were talking with, I, I tweeted a picture out the other day where I met him and he was super cool to us and took pictures. And I, he, I think he was super pumped that somebody recognized him because as he's looking at me and talking to my friend Eric that we're excited to meet this guy, he's turning to the girl with him and saying, see, I told you, I told you. So I'm sure he was trying to pick up this girl. You know, I used to be a wrestler. She's like, yeah, bullshit. And then he ends up, you know, getting validated by two random nerd wrestling fans with me and my friend Eric. We met Pete Gass at the, uh, of the Mean Street Posse. End up having a crazy night. Way too much to drink that night. Uh, next day, rode roller coasters, which is the best thing to do after you're drinking, right? Just ride a bunch of roller coasters. And that was that Saturday. So eventually we recover. We get to WrestleMania that Sunday. We pull up. We take a cab out there, get to the stadium. The area where the Citrus Bowl is, for those people that have been there before, know not the best area in the world, not the safest area. But we go there. We get in. It was a ton of fun. My friend Dan, who wasn't a huge fan, uh, had a great time. We were in the first or second row of the club level, so the second level. Dead center, great view of the ring, great view of the stage, just a perfect view of everything for the night. The best match of the night by far was the Shawn Michaels Ric Flair match. Everybody was into it. And a couple funny things about that. Shawn Michaels is my favorite of all time wrestler. And everyone's obviously cheering for Ric Flair to win this match because they don't want him to retire. You know, Ric Flair, woo, all that stuff is chopping. So as Ric Flair has Michaels and the figure four, everyone's yelling, tap, tap, tap. We're being, you know, goofy, roll, 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 cheering for Michaels. The funny thing is, if you watch on the network or watch on the DVD or Blu ray, if you have it, after Michaels gets the pin on Flair and the camera pans out, you can see a bright neon green shirt, which was what I was wearing, jump up. The only person in the entire state of jump up and cheer because I was so happy Michaels won. Uh, that's my little claim to fame at the time for that for that match. Then, you know, I'm not going to run down these cards. This is more just about my trip. The main event happens, Undertaker versus Edge. Edge win, or Undertaker wins. I'm sure you guys have heard about this before, but... There's fireworks going off, and the pyro shoots down into towards the stage. But some of the pyro got caught up at the top of the stadium, shot directly into the crowd, and the big cable that was holding up something fell, hit me and my friends on the head, so this giant cable falls in us. I'm like, what the hell just happened? Some people had minor injuries, all that stuff. You know, it was crazy, but Orlando was a pretty fun trip. Lots of fun Disney or Universal stuff we got to do. Funny memories, more so inside jokes with me and my friends. So I'm not going to get into that too much. Uh, next year was WrestleMania 25 in Houston. This was one where it kind of worked out because my buddy Dan, who went with us again, is a big Cubs fan. They were having their opening day game against the Astros. So we, went to the, we got to go to that game. He was happy about it. My friend Eric was with us, had a broken foot. So he was on crutches the whole time. We were just giving him crap the whole time. But this was the first uh, WrestleMania that I sat in the 100 level. But it was kind of in the corner a little bit, so I had to stand a lot, which was kind of annoying, but it was fine. It was still fun. That Mania itself, nothing crazy about it other than the Michaels-Undertaker match. I have a video, uh, which I'm going to try to find, but it wasn't on my phone, on the, like, remember those digital digital cameras? Like, remember digital, like they're gone. But I had that, and I took a video, and it was... One, I've got the video of Michaels hitting the super kick, 
And I've got another one where Michaels gets tombstoned for the first time. And this is back when not everyone's kicking out of the tombstone like six or seven times a match. And this match, the crowd was just so electric through it. But anyway, with the video I have, after Undertaker hits the tombstone, you hear me and me just saying, kick out, kick out, like not thinking it would happen. And if he kicks out, you hear like everyone around us go, yeah, like nuts. Like the atmosphere was amazing that night. And it was a lot of fun. And to me, it's the greatest match of all time, wrestling-wise, in the ring. I said last week my the best wrestling match, storyline-wise, of all time, from start to finish, was Macho Man versus Ultimate WrestleMania 7. I will fight anyone on that. Whoever wants to, to battle me on that, I'll fight them on it. Uh, that was my favorite WrestleMania matches of all time, those two matches. The rest of the card was just okay. This was just kind of a pretty low-key trip. We went, went to the Cubs-Astros game. Uh, this, since this was Houston, my buddy Dan bought a cowboy hat and a Texas a Texas tie and a belt buckle, so he was all ready to go. Uh, nothing else really crazy happened. Just a just a standard fun trip. Also, by the way, guys. So last week I was listening to my show or my show, our show with Eric and I, and I noticed that I said uh a lot, and I really apologize for that. I try to stay conscious of doing that, and I feel like I'm saying a lot today. I'm working on it, so I apologize on that. WrestleMania 26 in Houston, or Houston, Phoenix, Arizona. We go there. This one was kind of a low-key trip other than we first flew to San Diego, stayed there for a few days. San Diego was cool. We got to see the beach, drive along the beach, had a convertible. Nothing crazy memorable happened in San Diego, but we took the drive from San Diego to, to Arizona, about four hours. Really pretty drive, driving through the mountains, driving through the desert, ended up getting a speeding ticket, which kind of sucked. It was a speeding ticket that I got sent in the mail a few weeks later because it took, takes your picture. You get to see the video, and we rented a PT Cruiser convertible, which is just hilarious. Four dudes in a PT Cruiser convertible. The camera, you see all these cars going, 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 and then the PT Cruiser just flies by. We end up getting into Arizona. My friend Dan's grandmother lived in Arizona. She she was super excited to see the PT Cruiser convertible. She made us go drive by like her neighbor's house and she honked the horn and said, look at me, I'm in a convertible. It was awesome stuff. That WrestleMania, probably one of my least favorite that I've been to. Not that it was bad, but if I was ranking them, they'd probably be at the bottom just because the card was just okay. Bret Hart's comeback was a little disappointing, but I did get to see Shawn Michaels' last match, which was something that was pretty important to me as being a big fan of his, and it truly was his last match. It's not like Ric Flair or even maybe The Undertaker, who I don't know if he's going to wrestle. I think that's kind of up in the air. Everyone's assuming he's going to wrestle, but nothing's been confirmed yet. It was cool to be there for Michael's last match, being my favorite wrestler of all time. The other thing I liked about this WrestleMania was the canopy setup. I'm sure you guys know, and if you've been to WrestleMania, outdoor stadiums have a canopy above the ring in case it rains or whatever. This one was kind of a triangle pyramid thing about it. And what was cool was because the way it was set up, the pillars weren't four posts. They were on an angle. So the obstructed views were minimal, and I think they should do that more, or at least bring that back a little bit more, is bring back the non-obstructed view pillars for WrestleMania. WrestleMania 27 in Atlanta, I was 100% not going to go. I was just like, okay, I'm not, I don't have no desire to go to Atlanta. I'm not going to go. I no, no interest in it at all. And my friends that went with me had no interest in going, whatever. So if you guys remember, in 2011, The Rock comes back, completely unexpected. He comes back on Raw that night. I'm in my apartment with my then fiance or wife, 2011, April. Yes, she's my fiance. I proposed to her, I believe. She's listening. She's going to be mad if I don't remember that. She's my wife now, so it's okay. 
After the Rock's Raw appearance, I get a call from my friend Pat, Big Pat, different Pat that's been on the WrestleManias with me. He just goes, we're going. We're going to see The Rock. I don't care what it is. I'm like, all right. My buddy Mike, who wanted to go too, says, we got to go. Okay, cool. My buddy Brandon came with us down too. We drove down to WrestleMania. We drove down to Atlanta in a van. There was me. Brandon, Pat, my buddy Mike, and his two friends all in a van down there. The funniest thing was we left at about 3 in the morning. I pick up my friend Brandon. I'm like, did you sleep at all? He goes, no. He's going to sleep in the van. So as soon as we get on the highway somewhere in Michigan or whatever, he falls asleep. Slept the entire 12-hour ride all the way. So I'm so jealous that he slept the entire way all the way down to Atlanta. It was a pretty fun drive. My buddy and I did like a tournament uh, to pass the time of the best WrestleMania matches of all time. I think we ended up with Michael's Taker number one and Bret Hart versus Austin number two from WrestleMania 13, I think. I could be wrong on that, but I think that's what it was. Another WrestleMania that wasn't crazy as far as atmosphere or matches or anything like that. The only thing that was cool about this one for me was we were up in the club level. And right behind us, like directly behind us, you could touch them, was the skyboxes. And that's where all the wrestlers ended up going after their matches. There was... Michaels was, or not Michaels, uh, Edge was behind me, Kevin Nash, Booker T's wife, a bunch of people were, were behind us in the match. So there's a few funny things that happen. The Michael, I keep saying Michaels, I don't know why. The, what was it? Michael Cole, that's why. The Michael Cole-Jerry Lawler match that went on way too long. Booker T was involved in that, if you remember. He was a guest commentator. Austin ends up, ends up stunning him. I'm going to end this live thing here. Let's stop the broadcast. And we're done. Ended. Anyway, Michaels, I'll be less distracted now from looking at that with the, I think, 10 or 12 people that watched it. We ended up watching this terribly long match with Michael Cole and Jerry Lawler. Booker T, post-match, is in the ring doing the spin rooney And behind us is his wife with his two twin daughters. And his wife's going, look, look, look at daddy, look at daddy. And then Austin stuns Booker T. His wife was legitimately pissed. She had like a scowl on her face. Like, cannot believe that just happened. Kevin Nash was behind me. I gave him a too sweet to what's up. And then during the Undertaker versus Triple H match, which some people don't like looking back on it. I still think it's a lot of fun. I love the false finishes, all that stuff. But the funny thing was, after one of the kickouts that Triple H did to Undertaker, I was like, oh, my God. I turned around and Edge was like, oh, my God, right? Like he nodded and like, oh, my God, this is crazy, right? So that was kind of cool to have a little little moment with Edge right after he had his last match turned out to be ever at that WrestleMania. Also this year, I went to the Hall of Fame to see Shawn Michaels get inducted into the Hall of Fame, the only Hall of Fame I've ever been to. I probably will not go again. I don't really see a reason why I would. It was okay. Like it was fine to go, but nothing I would recommend for people to do. However, our friend Kerry at WWE SQD Circle Guy who goes to all these WrestleMania, he does the packages, all the events. He enjoys it because it's a way to chill out, to relax, to sit down, just listen to stories. And if you're going to Mania doing all this crazy stuff, it is worth just chilling out and check, chilling out, <laughs> chilling out and checking out, just checking out these, these little things. The next year was WrestleMania 28 in Miami. And of course, we went just to see The Rock host. We're going to go see The Rock wrestle. It was me, my friend Eric, and my friend Pat and Dinahan, Mike. So I've had like a hodgepodge of people coming with me various throughout the years. Miami was a lot of fun. The first night we go out, we go out to these bars in Miami. And Miami bars are nuts. They're open till 6, six 7 in the morning. You know, we were going back to our hotel after one of the bars at like 3. 
And on the way, we this bar is just hopping still at 3.30 in the morning. They're still taking cover charges. That's how crazy it is down there. I wouldn't mind another WrestleMania in Miami. With our new stadium, it's possible. I would not mind another Mania in Miami. This is one of my favorite ones, this trip overall. We got to go to the beach. My friend Pat bit it really hard on the sidewalk twice, which was hilarious. The Mania itself, top to bottom, card-wise, one of the funnest I've been to and still holds up. That Undertaker-Triple H Hell in the Cell match, the place was electric for. You can kind of see a little bit watching it back, but being there live was just unbelievable. Like It was just unbelievable how electric that place was. When Michaels hit the super kick into the pedigree, people were holding on to each other. I'm like, oh, my God, this is over. And then the kick out happened, the crazy pop, awesome, amazing stuff that time with that match. Way better than the first one. I liked their first one. This one was way better. Loved that CM Punk versus Chris Jericho match. I rewatched it recently. It's way better than I remembered it. There's a few points in the match where when we were watching it, especially when Chris Jericho got the walls on Punk, but he did the old school walls like the Lion Tamer, we were like, oh, my God, Punk can't get out. It's over. They're really going to take the title off him and give it to Jericho. Crazy stuff. I think it's overlooked because of that Hell in a Cell match and because of that Rock Cena main event, which this was a main event where we were for sure that Cena was going to win. There was no reason for The Rock to win. He came back from one match, which is what we thought it ended up being, but it ended up being more obviously Cena's going to win. Then once The Rock popped up, hit that rock bottom for the one, two, three after Cena won for the People's Elbow parody, we were jumping at each other, hugging each other, high fives. The place went nuts. We were in just the best mood you could possibly imagine that entire, entire night. That is until we get out of the stadium and there's no caps anywhere. Eventually the police, this is probably about one in the morning or so, the police show up and say, okay, let's start calling cabs. This is before Uber, before Lyft. We're in a long ass line for cabs. And my friend Dinahan goes over and talks to some guy, some fan. And he goes to him, are you uh, going to go in? The, he talks like Rocky, by the way. Are you going to go in that line or those cabs? <laughs> the British guy just goes, oh, no way, no way. I'm not in that, in that queue over there. I'm not wearing that queue. I apologize for my horrible British accent wherever he was from. And then they start talking about the Hall of Fame. He goes, oh, it was brilliant, brilliant Hall of Fame last night. And it was just funny because my friend Dinahan, who's, south, who's you know, south side of Chicago, talks like Rocky, talking to this Englishman. And it was just a funny visual for me. Eventually the cabs show up. We get back to our hotel at 3 in the morning, hop on the plane, God knows when, and head back home. WrestleMania 29 was one where we drove again. It was in New York, and I wasn't that excited about going to the WrestleMania that year because I wasn't crazy about the card, but I was excited to go to New York. We drove out there. There's a couple funny stories about this. My friend Eric was coming with us, me, Eric, Pat, and Dean Hannigan. Uh, there's two Pats, by the There's Pat and there's Big Pat. Big Pat did not go this one. We were all set to drive, and Eric calls me and goes, hey, this is maybe two days before. My wife's grandpa's having surgery. We don't know if he's going to make it. I can't leave, but I found a cheap flight to buy for like 100 bucks to get out there. If he makes it, I will go. So I texted Jeff Schaefer. You may know him from the formerly the Man Cave podcast and now the Changing History podcast. He lived in New York and still does. And I was like, hey, you know, do you want to potentially go to WrestleMania? He goes, uh, hell yeah. And I told him kind of the situation. <laughs> He's like, you know, I'm kind of 
in a little bit of a bind here. Do I cheer for this guy not to make it? Do I cheer for him to make it? I get to go to WrestleMania. And he was on our show many weeks back sometime last year, and he was telling me there was no hesitation. I didn't want him to make it. I wanted to go to WrestleMania. Spoiler alert, good news, the grandpa made it. Eric got to go out to WrestleMania. He took a flight, almost ended up on the wrong flight, almost ended up in Boston, but thankfully the flight attendant grabbed him and put him on the right plane. would have been a Kevin McAllister situation. We had to drive to Boston to pick him up. The fun stuff with this trip, again, was going into New York City. We saw the important stuff. You know, we saw the 9-11 memorial. We saw the Ghostbusters firehouse. We saw the Seinfeld restaurant. We saw the subway. We saw Chinatown. We saw the important stuff, the culture things. Uh, we saw this old Irish dive bar where Jeff met us up. We saw Rockefeller Center. We saw the NBC Tower, the historic stuff out in New York, especially the Ghostbusters firehouse. My friend Pat that went with us is the biggest Ghostbuster fan I know. When we got off the subway, it's literally right there. And the look on his face was worth it to make that trip. And he goes, there it is. We're taking pictures in front of it. They've got the Ghostbusters logo in front of the firehouse. Awesome trip. The fun thing about this actual WrestleMania day, though, was the tailgating. It was at a football stadium. We got to tailgate. We went to Target and bought a grill, left it there, like a little $15, $20 grill, grilled up some hot dogs, had some beers in the parking lot. It was cold, but it wasn't freezing cold like it was last week in New York, which is potentially when WrestleMania would be, where there was snow on the ground. There's a brand-new stadium out there in Jersey. I'm not going to WrestleMania next year just because a few reasons, and maybe I'll get to that later, but mostly because I don't want to go back out to New York. The card, it would slow down a little bit. I did love The Undertaker's entrance. That's my favorite Undertaker entrance of all time, and it was the best one I've ever seen live. It was a f- okay show. The Rock Cena match was just kind of eh, whatever. This was a, more about the trip than the WrestleMania itself. It was more about making the memories of my friends than the WrestleMania matches itself. The next one we went to, WrestleMania 30 in New Orleans, which is where it is again, which is where I will be tomorrow. Cannot wait. I'm super excited about going there. This one was maybe my favorite WrestleMania except for Orlando. It, I, it might be number one. First off, New Orleans is the perfect town to host WrestleMania. Everything's walking distance, bars everywhere, great food, tons of stuff to do, and everything is walking distance. Granted, it's a little expensive, some of the hotels, and it's a little tough to get there depending where you are. For me, I could not find a direct flight from Chicago, which is just nuts. That wasn't crazy expensive, I should say. But I'm super excited that it's back there because I know as soon as we get there, we're going to check into our room. And hit the town. We're going to go drinking. We're going to go see other wrestling fans on Bourbon Street. It's going to be an awesome time. The other thing I'm really looking forward to with going back to going nuts doing the Yes Champ. When Brian won that match versus Triple H, the crowd was like, all right, it's on. This is going to be the best mania ever. And it was on such a high with Cesaro winning the Battle Royal. With the Shield coming out in those cool uh, paintball masks. With... uh, what was the third match after that? Anyway, it was on such a high, as you guys remember, the first half of the show. Then The Undertaker lost. The streak broke. People around me, everyone thought it was bolt BS. I thought, from my perspective, I thought that the ref screwed up. Until everyone started booing at the initial, <gasps> it was so quiet in there from where I was. So I was on say the 40-yard line, but in the 200 level all the way back there. And I could hear Paul Heyman screaming, the, oh, my God, you did it, like he was right next to me. That's how quiet it was in there. 
and I felt super bad for the girls that had to come in after them and have their battle or their what was it AJ Lee versus the entire Divas roster at the time. I felt so bad for them they had to, to do that. Eventually, they did get it back where Brian won. The only thing I don't know if you guys remember this when Brian got taken out with like a neck Batista bomb into a reverse RKO through the table and they did the stretcher job thing. The crowd was chanting CM Punk a little bit because this was when he left in January. That took away a little bit from it, but then Brian got the yes lock on Batista. He tapped. Amazing, fun show to be in overall. The Superdome, not my favorite venue, but New Orleans, one of my favorite towns. I'm looking forward to going to. 31, I skipped. I did not go to 31. I had no desire to go to San Jose. At the time, I think my wife was pregnant, so I'm like, maybe I should save a few bucks on this. Didn't go. Ironically, the next year at 32 in Dallas, I did go. My wife went with me. Her first WrestleMania ever. And if you go back in the archives, I interviewed with her, her experiences for it. And she's become a wrestling fan despite her objections. She's a fan of wrestling now. This was more about a few things, a couple things. This is about seeing family. I have a brother who lives down in Dallas. We got to see him. He got to see our, my daughter, Penny, who's been on the show before too. And he was excited to see her. So we got to go to the Dallas Zoo, eat some Texas barbecue, all that fun stuff. Although what's funny is my brother being from Chicago and Dallas, and I was like, the food down here sucks. He was spoiled by that Chicago food. So if you ever come up to Chicago, some of you know it on Twitter. I'll tell you all the great spots to go. There's an old, there's a kind of a saying in Chicago where bad restaurants don't last in Chicago. If it's bad, it goes away. Another good one replaces it. So there's, everywhere here is good to eat. The thing that I was most impressed about with Dallas was the stadium. I, I, I would never say I've been overwhelmed by a building before, but even walking, driving up to it, like, oh my God, that thing is incredible. And then when you walk in, the facilities are so clean and everything's so organized and the seats are comfortable and the views and that, that giant Tron, which takes the whole field up, is just amazing. If you're ever in Dallas, not to necessarily the game, just to take a tour, it's something to see for sure. So definitely, definitely go see that. I didn't go to Orlando last year, but this year I'm going back to WrestleMania. I'm going back to New Orleans for WrestleMania 34. I don't know what the main event's going to be. I don't really care what match closes it. On paper, one of the funnest cards I can think of in years. Every match I'm excited for. The only one I'm kind of like lukewarm on would be the U.S. title match, the four-way. But when they added Rusev to it, I'm like, I'm in now because I want Rusev to win. The, the whole place is going to be chanting Rusev Day. I can't imagine the pop that he'll get if Rusev wins the U.S. title. I hope that match opens the show. I hope Rusev wins the title, and we're, we're off and running to a great show. I said this on Twitter. I think Oscar Charlotte steals the show. I know everyone's pumped for AJ Styles Nakamura. I am too. I'm a little worried about this having the Shawn Michaels Mr. Perfect Syndrome from SummerSlam 93 where that match was booked. Everyone thinks it's going to be the greatest match ever, and then it was just okay. It did not live up to the hype a little bit. Granted, Nakamura and Styles had their match before at Wrestle Kingdom a few years back. You can watch that on New Japan if you're interested in doing that. On New Japan World, I should say. It's definitely worth checking out. I think it's actually their free match right now, so go check that out in New Japan World. It's the, You don't have to be, even be a subscriber. You can see Nakamura versus AJ Styles for the first time. A little bit of a preview of what they're going to do. Really looking forward to everything. I'm meeting Stone Cold Steve Austin. I'm meeting Bret Hart. I'm going to try to meet Mick Foley. I'm going to try to meet Ken Shamrock. Going to WrestleCon. Going to Ring of Honor Supercard. Before the NXT matches were announced, I was kind of like, well, Ring of Honor is going to be better, no question. Now it's a toss-up. I'm not regretting going to Ring of Honor, 
because I think that's going to be an amazing show. I'm really invested in the Young Bucks and Cody and Kenny Omega storyline with the Bullet Club. Bullet Club is fine. Them breaking up, not breaking up. I'm really looking forward to Cody versus Omega. But man, that NXT card is going to be something to see from that North American Championship ladder match to Johnny Gargano fighting for his career. Just top to bottom, it's going to be crazy. I'm I might go back to my room that night and watch it on the network. <laughs> I might be that excited to do it. That is all I have to talk about this week. Again, this is just a small show. Honestly, this is a little bit for me just to record some memories for myself with the WrestleManias I've been to. I know, realistically, this show, the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast, has been a lot about some nostalgia shows. But there's so much good wrestling out in the current product. I want to focus on that, too. New Japan's great right now. Ring of Honor's great. WWE's been great. NXT's been great. There's this weird thing going on now on on Twitter I'm seeing where WWE fans are rebelling against New Japan fans saying that New Japan sucks and Bullet Club's lame and all that. I'm like, why are we doing this? Like, This isn't the Monday Night Wars where you have to pick one side. Wrestling is great for everybody. I'm really into everything right now. Much to my wife's objection, maybe, because I'm watching too much wrestling, but... We're so spoiled right now with all the talent that's out there. Please open your eyes to everything. If you're just a WWE fan, look out more stuff. Don't stop watching WWE. I will never stop watching WWE, but look out for more stuff. There's tons of fun stuff out there. And follow each other on Twitter and be cool to each other, interact with each other. I've met awesome people and friends you know, on Twitter. We've got Mark Caruso, who's been with the show since day one, Ring Skirts on Twitter, Wrestling Figure Maniac, Carrie on Twitter, who's a great friend of the show now and has been super awesome to us. We've gotten to meet independent wrestler who I think is going to be someone that is going to be in NXT or WWE in the, right around the corner. So please follow Delilah Doom. She's going to be at Shimmer 100 over WrestleMania weekend. When I first talked to her, she was so cool. We had just started. I think I was up to like 13 or 14 of the show. It's like, hey, would you want to come on? She's like, yes, absolutely. And I got to meet her when she was at a show here in Chicago. She's the nicest person. She's an awesome wrestler. She's the only wrestler I know right now doing an 80s gimmick. She's the 80s wrestler. She's Delilah Doom. Delilah Say Exercise. And she does the uh, check. She's the aerobics. Check her out. Delilah Doom on Twitter. At Delilah underscore Doom. Zoe Sky on Twitter. She, at the time, was known as Angel Dust. And she's in an awesome storyline right now in the Rise Wrestling with Rosemary. So check her out too. Rosemary's another awesome wrestler to check out. There's so many good stuff, so much good stuff to check out on wrestling. So please watch local wrestling shows, watch big wrestling shows, watch everything. Uh, the guys at the Fully Posable Wrestling Podcast, I've found a bunch of friends through them. I'm not a huge figure collector, but I've slowly started to become one again because of those guys. Make sure you're following them at Fully Posable. Thanks as always. He's not here, but my co-host Eric at Eric John San, I think is how it is. He is a good balance to me because i kind of get crazy with all this knowledge and wrestling stuff he's a fan he loves wrestling too and he's told me you know this show has made him watch stuff he never would have seen before and he said you know i wouldn't be subscribing to the network if i wasn't doing this show so i love the fact that regardless of how big or small that this show is i've gotten friendships with people and i've gotten people to watch stuff they haven't watched before and I'm, i've gotten to watch stuff that i've never seen before because of people's suggestions i've gotten to see figures and collections and people doing customs and all that stuff i'm just really blown away by how great this wrestling community has been 
and my wife before, I mean, if you listen to the show, you know I've said it a million times, but when my wife went to WrestleMania, she was blown away by how, how nice every fan was to us. Complete strangers. Hey, do you want to come over and have some hot dogs with us or have a tailgate or, hey, nice shirt or anything with us? She was blown away by it. And that's uh, that's the truth is we have a great community of wrestling fans, and I'm glad that I get to do this show, and I'm glad that I get to interact with everybody. That's going to be it for this week. It's a quick show, guys. I really appreciate everyone that listens. If you made it this far, you're bigger fan than I am, I guess, because I know this is a lot of personal story stuff for me, but I really appreciate everyone that listens to this show. I really appreciate all the follows on Twitter, all the retweets, all the interaction. Please keep up the positivity positivity with each other. Keep it positive when watching pro wrestling. Yes, some stuff sucks. Yes, some stuff's annoying. But we're all fans. At the end of the day, this is the most ridiculous thing ever if you really break it down and think about it. But it's also one of the greatest things ever for fans to watch. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you're in New Orleans, please tweet me at PPW Podcast on Twitter. Let me know where you are. I will say what's up to you. If you're in a bar, I will buy around as long as there's not too many of you. Please, guys, we hopefully will see you out there after New Orleans week. We will have another show, and it will be back to our normal format in our normal room, less background noise, less of an echo maybe. Eric should be back. Thanks for listening as always, and we'll see you next week.